Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 64 of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay. And as always, Randy Cash is there through the computer, being my co host and producer. Hey. Hey. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic in the year 2021, loving that it's not 2020 any longer. I know, right? Although I did right. see a really funny meme the other day that said 2021, looked at 2020 and said, hold my beer. <laughs> so nah. let's just hope that, you know, nothing crazy, crazy, crazy happens. But anyways, I'm cracking up because you were making fun of me wearing a tank top. I literally have, I realize it's like 30 degrees outside, but I had a client the other day ask me if I wear anything other than tank tops. And I started thinking about it. And it really is that that is kind of my wardrobe. It's my uniform at this point. We've been through it and uh, we'll cover it again quickly. It's your thing. Just roll with it. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. I am consistently myself, but oh, here we are. Can you believe it's episode 64? I know, man. That's pretty awesome, dude. Look at us. 64 strong. 64 strong. Exactly. I feel like now we've got like a whole rhythm to this online recording. It's going to throw a whole wrench in my plans when we're able to be in person again, but Hey, we have streamlined things and look at me cutting off the small talk, like within the first like five minutes. I'm kind of proud of us. Kind of proud. Hey. Of <laughs> All right. So last week we started talking about the concept of the four agreements and I tried to give a really good overview of how they all show up. Today, we are specifically talking about what it means with the first agreement to be impeccable with your word. And I feel like this is something that we're almost missing a lot of in our current society and world that we live in. This concept of using your words in a direction of truth, love, light, and positivity. Not to say that we cannot focus on anything negative if there are negative things there, but we don't have to fuse with the negative. And we also don't have to like double down on the negative and just find ways to pile more negativity on top. It's like deal with what's there, but don't feel like we have to blow that into a much bigger thing. And this whole concept of impeccability with your words, this, are you saying what you mean? Are you meaning what you say? Are you thinking about what you're going to say before you say it? Or are you just reacting to something emotionally and not really giving a lot of thought to, is this really what I want to say right now? It's real easy to react to something, man, you know, and it's really, really hard to stop and think before you speak. At least it is for me. I think it's hard for a lot of people to stop before they think. I mean, I know it's it's always been a struggle for me in my life. If there's one thing I heard my dad say to me a million times, it was stop and think before you speak. And I think a lot of times it's that, you know, we get to go in and we have our thought processes. And instead of really asking ourselves, is what I'm about to say beneficial to anyone, specifically from a relationship perspective, it might change the dynamic just a little bit. I This is where, you know, that whole like checklist that I have, the does it need to be said? Does it need to be said now? Does it need to be said by me comes in so handy because this, this whole thing of like, ask yourself, is what I'm about to say even something that needs to be said out loud? Like the difference between like private thoughts and public thoughts. Not every thought that pops in your head needs to actually be said out loud. Then does it need to be said by you? Like, are you the delivery mechanism for that message? Are you the right person to deliver that message to your significant other, to whoever it is in your life that you're talking to? 
And then is right now the time to say it? So here's an example of how this shows up in a relationship experience. Let's say that you're in the middle of arguing or disagreeing about something. That's probably not the moment to give them like a laundry list of all the things they've done wrong the last week and to just try and rake them through the coals and be like, you know, here's all of the ways you've messed up this week. Not only is that not using your word impeccably, you're not using a lot of that relationship compassion to put your in their shoes and be like, okay, this is a difficult conversation. Do I really want to like pile on top with a lot more negativity or could I possibly take a break, take a pause, reset a little bit, and then really ask myself, how do I want to respond to this situation and use my words impeccably like we're talking about? You know, man, I'll just say for me, keeping score like that is only beneficial in sports. Otherwise, especially in your relationship, it does no good. It only does bad things. I could agree with that. I often say in a relationship, if you're keeping score, nobody wins because I don't know that it's ever going to balance completely. You know, there's always going to be a moment where one person picks up the slack for the other, or maybe one person you know, need something one day and the next day the other person needs something. Over time, I feel like it kind of hovers in like a 50-ish percent of the time, one person and 50-ish percent of the time, the other person. But you can't really hold it to that. Like it has to be this equals that. Cause I just, I feel like you're going to lose if you do that. And you know, we talked last week about that idea of, you know, whoever used to say that sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Like, I get the theory behind it, but at the same time, I do think that from a relationship perspective, the words that you use and how you use them really does matter. And if you're not really thinking about that relationship compassion and using empathy, you may actually really hurt someone, even if you aren't intending to or trying to, that doesn't mean you won't words hurt and they will get you canceled they will get you canceled they will get you in trouble they will get you canceled sometimes they will cause all sorts of stuff that maybe you weren't in, you know anticipating or expecting and i think from a relationship perspective when people ask me all the time you know oh you're a sex therapist what do you do or you know you're a relationship therapist what's that like relationship communication is at the core of literally everything I do because if you can't talk and communicate but not just communicate actually comprehend what the other person is saying then you're probably not going to make a lot of progress forward and in fact you're going to find yourself having a lot of the same types of disagreements and arguments over and over and over again with no real outcome that feels you know acceptable for either person you know, my mom always used to tell me, Randy, just because you think of it doesn't mean you have to say it. And she used to tell me, like, all right, dude, before you say it, count to three. And even if you can't make it a three and think that I wouldn't approve, don't say it. I like that. I like that. And I, I feel like there's times, Mr. Cash, where you and I share a brain because I cannot even count the number of times that someone would say that to me, mom, dad, grandparents, somebody. You don't have to say it just because you think it. And I think that's a really good rule of thumb. And I, I'm real mindful, you know, of not getting into political discussions. But I will say that right now, what I think happens, especially in the world we live in today, because so much of our interaction and communication is text based. We're on social media platforms or we're on 
on, you know, like texting back and forth or group chats or whatever it may be. Sometimes we find ourselves in disagreements of words with people that may or may not actually be healthy discussions for us to get into because we're reacting to something emotionally rather than actually responding thoughtfully with some logic in the mix. And so whether you're hearing this and you're saying, okay, you know, my relationship communication could improve a little bit, or, you know, I keep getting into arguments with people online and that's not making me feel very good. I had a conversation with a client earlier, I guess today or yesterday, I can't remember now. And that was the the theme. It was like, every time I try to engage with someone and it devolves into an argument, not only do I not feel better about myself, but I just feel like I'm carrying this ickiness around. And I think that's part of it, you know, is learning how to sit with the discomfort and learning how to have empathy of where someone else is coming from. And empathy doesn't mean you agree. Empathy doesn't mean that you look at someone and say, yep, everything you just said, I absolutely agree. Empathy and compassion say, I can look at you, I can I can know that we may not agree on something, and I can also choose to not engage in a negative discord because that's not going to get us anywhere. Not only is that true in society and relationships that we may have with friends and family and whatnot, it's especially true in romantic relationships to make sure that you're not letting that communication devolve into arguing and throwing venomous things back and forth and just letting it become very, very toxic because it can happen. It really can. I see it all the time. Yeah, having empathy just means you recognize the other person as a person with feelings too. You know, they hurt just the same as you do. Absolutely. And, you know, we're not to this part of the agreements yet. You know, the first one is be impeccable with your words, but there is overlap amongst the agreements because the very last agreement is always do your best and also give other people the same benefit of that doubt. And that's really hard to do sometimes, especially if we really, really, really disagree with someone on something to imagine that their best and our best don't line up is a really, really hard place to get to. And so if it's hard to do that with strangers and people that we don't know, that's why it's even harder to do sometimes with people that we do love and care about. Because there's almost like this like um, feeling, we'll say, that, well, because you love me, then, you know, I, I can get away with more. Or I can say more. Or I can be more hurtful. And the truth is that, yeah, maybe that's true for a little while, but it builds up. There's like a toxic buildup effect. And at some point, that has to be dealt with, you know? Yeah, there are things you say to your family and those are close to you that you would never say to just any person on the street or your like, you know, extended friends and stuff. Mm -hmm. I guess it's, it's important to recognize, too, that sometimes because we feel so comfortable with the people that we're in relationships with, we have a certain level of like, yeah, I can just say whatever. So it does speak to the level of comfort, but that doesn't mean it's always healthy. And so there's this really interesting, you know, guideline between when I'm having a conversation with someone else, am I actively listening to what they're saying or am I waiting for them to shut up so I can say what I want to say? Uh, I'm going to go with most people who are just like, oh, come on, hurry up, shut up so I can say what I'm going to say. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that's how kind of our brains are wired. It's like we just we want to say what we want to say. And 
we don't always get that that ability or that that possibility or that opportunity and the more that we feel unheard the more that we feel like we're not getting our needs met the more likely we are to sort of like latch on and be like well you hurt me now i'm going to hurt you and when you get into a war of words with someone else that really is not a fun battle to be in it's not especially if it's someone you love and care about and want to spend your life with that just that that just adds to the level of resentment that starts to build People I don't think understand, you have to learn how to listen. You might hear what words someone is saying, but you have to really learn how to listen to a person, you know? Yeah, it's like have the courageous conversation, but also actively listen and then also allow yourself room to develop empathy and to comprehend what they're saying. There's a reason I have created a whole workshop or set of workshops around this topic, because it's not as straightforward as I think a lot of us may want it to be or wish it was or think it should be, because I think it really does require a lot of effort and consistency. And, you know, that that fairy tale idea that, you know, you find your person and then you like skip off into the sunset. Although in theory, that sounds amazing. That's just not really how reality functions a lot of times. There are some very lucky people out there that have found that. But, you know, the line of work that I am working as a therapist and relationship coach, I don't see a lot of those. You know, I see more people that are struggling to be heard and understood. And so trying to give you some actionable steps that you can take to actually put these things into practice. And it it is a process, but it is possible. I met someone recently. This guy is about 35 years old and he is still married to his high school sweetheart that he has been going out with since he was like a junior in high school. And I told him like that is beautiful, man. That like warms my heart. And I almost cried, dude. Oh, and that is sweet. Like, I do think there are those people that, you know, they like, they meet their person really young in life, and then they're able to just sort of jive and connect and click. But, you know, that that doesn't mean that everyone has that experience. And that is beautiful to hear. I love getting to hear like happy couple stories, you know, where there's a girl I went to high school with, and I'm pretty sure she and her husband, they started dating when we were in like, seventh or eighth grade. Like literally like going back that far and, you know, she's my age and they've been together all of these years and they, they seem super happy. And I'm like, I'm very happy for them, you know, but I guarantee you that they still had to go through their own process of figuring out how to make it work long-term, you know, and communication is at the key of all of those things or at the core of all of those things. It just is. Well, if you have ruined relationships throughout your life, like I have, you can follow me on Instagram at rcashcomedy. Seriously, that that that's how you're going to get people to follow you because, <laughs> because you've ruined relationships. Now you want them to follow you. Do not take advice from uh, anyone. No, we can commiserate. We could commiserate together. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, if you do want to follow along with anything I've got going on, go to lindsaywalden.com. There you can download a copy of my free relationship communication guide. You can look all of the information about the workshops I have coming up. You can also find past blog and podcasts that are um, available there on the site. If you would rather connect with me on social media, on Facebook, it's at Lindsay Walden Consulting. On Instagram, it's at this is Lindsay Walden. On TikTok, it's at this is Lindsay Walden and on Pinterest it's therapy thoughts so until next week I do hope you keep living your best life and building the relationship of your dreams and we will be back next week with more